0: Money is just a tool. Yeah. It's just a tool. It's no, there's no fun just going and visiting the numbers in your bank.
1: Deborah Meaden. Well, you know who she is. She's an entrepreneur and investor. She's been on Dragon's Den since 2006.
0: We're all not best friends.
2: you keep track of whose um, investments do better?
0: Oh, well, we do, but who tells the truth? <laughs> <laughs> no. Everybody should know what their version of success is. And it really shouldn't be cash.
1: She knows what she wants, and she isn't afraid to get it. And she's also not afraid to say what she thinks, whether that's on Twitter, sorry, X, or on her BBC podcast on climate change. And among the many things that I agree with her on, it's that more should be done about teaching kids about money. She's written a book, it's called Why Money Matters, and it's aimed at children aged six to nine. As Claire Barrett told us in our very first episode, there's evidence we form our attitudes to money before the age of seven.
0: They hear cost of living crisis, you know, they hear worrying stuff about money. They'll make up their own version of what that means for them. And it's usually worse than the reality.
1: Spot on. I was thinking of how to start this today. I mean, we've been all a bit flustered, haven't we? I mean, T's even put a shirt on, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) what'd you do? No, I was thinking about it. I've been watching you on TV for 17 years. Yeah, all right, all right. 17 seasons, we'll say that.
0: (laughs) 19 seasons. 19
1: seasons. 19 seasons, yeah. Yeah, so. One thing from reading the book is called Why Money Matters and it's for kids. Is it six to nine? Six you? to nine years yeah, years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I read it with my boys; they loved it. I read oh, it myself, good. and I they're loved harsh it. critics. We read a book every night. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they're interested in money, and it feels like it's money's the gatekeeper to all the things that they want in life. They do, but they don't really understand why. I say, oh, it doesn't grow on trees, and you know. How they, they, old are they? Then they're ten, and then my my partner's got a son who's eight. So they're kind of. All oh, right, right, so right. eight's bang in the middle, yeah, but ten's
0: yeah. probably on the upper end of the book. No, I'm
1: actually no he, my ne- he needs to he learn. Does. He, he does. He does. He's probably worse than the young go oh, in that sense. Okay. There's one thing that's clear from it from the first opening page was that your parents were also quite an influence on your your view of money.
0: Absolutely. Actually, our parents are a huge influence mm-hmm. on us in terms of you know pretty much how your parents behave with money is going to set the tone for how you behave with money. I'm quite lucky we didn't have a lot of money, which meant that it you know it wasn't it, it wasn't easy, you know, there were a lot of discussion about it. It
1: seems almost negative in the book. Not like not negative as in it wasn't, it wasn't like a fun thing that they were talking about the money. You were aware that they might not have had much yeah. from a young age. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, it was my mother on her own. She was a single parent family, you know. Yeah. But I'm. I, I'd, uh, she She was divorced with two young girls. Um, and uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of money around. So there wasn't. it wasn't a question of, you know, what do you want this week? It was a question of what we could afford that week. So it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but it was a good lesson. It was a good lesson.
1: Yeah and then there was I saw a wonderful quote from you about when your parents were together and they discussed money it was framed from the perspective of what do we want from life and I I like that honestly I was like oh god I need to ask myself more of that rather than how do I get a million quid
0: <laughs> oh you know that is, honestly it's it's money is just a tool yeah you know if you think about it this way i work and that work i store the output of that work into this bit of paper that says right you've earned these credits mm, you know and you can, yeah, yeah. And, and why have you done that yeah. you know why are you working why are you doing all the stuff yeah. you're doing because you want to do i i think it's it's about doing the stuff that you want to do in life you know whether that is you know projects or helping other people or buying the thing that you've always wanted to buy you know it's it's just a tool it's no, there's no fun just going and visiting the numbers in your bank and isn't it
1: mad that someone like me, who's a finance professional for however long, a finance YouTuber, a I, I quote like that resonates with me because even I sometimes forget that that's what it's about, if that makes sense. We all do, Yeah, we all
0: do. I think, you know, when you get on a treadmill, you just, you know, it, it's about how much can I earn? And, you know, listen, I'm, you know, I've done exactly the same thing, but I just have realized in life it, you know, you've got to remember it's a tool. And, and I used to say to people, so what do you want to do? I want to be a millionaire. That is not a job. You know that's that's what that that well, happens you to now, happen. <laughs> well, that, to be fair, you're right. It is yeah. for me, but that happens from all the stuff that you do. You yeah. know, it's what do I want to do in life? Yeah. What do I want to get out of life? Yeah. And sometimes the end result of that is to have a lot of money. Sometimes it's not.
2: Mm. What? So what made you want to write a children's book?
0: Well, it's a, <laughs> see, I haven't even got children. Do you know? I'm I'm a bit puzzled. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't even got children. No. I get asked a lot about advice for children. You know, it's all, oh, Deborah. You know, can you? What, how do I talk to the kids about money? Um, and it struck me that there wasn't anything around. It's not in the school curriculum, and it should be. You know, there aren't enough books around, and we form our money habits as early as five or six yeah. years old. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got. It's too late to teach them about money when they're twelve or thirteen. You know, they really. This is the age they. Re, we've really got to catch them, um, and it matters to me. I want people to have good lives. You know, I love business. I love people. I love seeing people in their right life, and what I mean by that is some people. I know too many people who are in the wrong job. You know, working crazy hours, hating every minute of it. And I, It just makes me feel unhappy. You know, I, I I like being around people who have found the thing that they love. Um, in life, and money helps them do that.
1: Yeah. Why do you think we don't teach people about money then?
0: Don't think we like talking about it, do we? No. We're a bit funny,
2: aren't we? It's a British thing.
0: It's a no very British thing. But like thing. you said, my,
2: my parents never talked about money and no. they had money and they still didn't talk about money. So it's like, it's hard to. But we learn it's, those, like it's this kind of culture. We learn those habits though. Children will
1: talk about anything and talk to anyone. Yeah. You know, like prejudice is. Yep. is Put into kids, isn't it? You know, so the money thing must be learned from somewhere.
0: Well, but I guess nobody talks to us about money, so we kind of learn not, to, not talk to talk to anybody else about money. But you know, I always think children are more worried about what they don't know and what you don't talk to them yeah. about than they are about the stuff you do talk to them about. So I think parents think don't want to worry the kids about the money. Well, actually, my parents kind of had to, or my mother had to. You know, she had to explain to us, I'm sorry, you can't have that. Um, So there was no, there wasn't a shyness there. So there wasn't a shyness for me. You know, I'm quite happy to talk about it. Um, And I think it's important. Otherwise, I think children make up their own version. If they hear stuff going on, they hear cost of living crisis, you know, they hear worrying stuff about money, they'll make up their own version of what that means for them. And it's usually
1: worse than the reality. Spot on. One thing that I got from reading it with with my son was the um, he saw that money was a real thing that flowed and the transition of money across different devices. Whereas in real life, his problem is he thinks my phone just magic money. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it, know, I've got no money. Oh well, just use your phone. Like, <laughs> it's, and it's your book was really good at showing like this is where it came from. You know, shekels and yeah. bits of gold and that's rolled down now until this abs you know, abstract credit and debt and investment and it just connects that in the child's mind in a really nice way.
0: But you make a really good point there. I think it's harder now because it's invisible. A lot of money is invisible, yeah. you know, and it doesn't mean it's one thing when you've got it in your hands and you realise that when you run out, you run out. But right now it, you know, once it's invisible, it's like, what is the where how yeah. big's the pot?
1: We detach you know? ourselves from it yeah. further and further. Yeah. And they, I mean, all the studies show that if, if you have physical cash, you spend less. People yeah. who are primed by money and see the actual money, they, they react very differently. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Even just putting a pound on a menu. So if you take a menu and you remove the pounds, people spend 8% more because they don't associate the money with the, you know, in a fancy restaurant, it would just say 11.
2: I've it, always wondered why they, right. they do that. Yeah. yeah, if you go to like yeah. Scotts in Mayfair, they always have just the not yeah. like fish and chips, and it'll be like 25 or something. It's called but money they never put priming.
1: The- yeah, so it's, it's like... Um, Behavioral finance, and it basically means that as soon as someone sees a pound sign, they become stingier. They become more aware Gosh. of spending money. So yeah, well,
0: that's We're, that's a bit sneaky, isn't it? Use it on the
1: den. Be like, take all the pound signs. <laughs> that. We'll sell eight percent more. Yeah, it is sneaky, but it's 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 important that we know these things because without financial literacy, we die younger. We we don't get as rich, and we take less risks. And one thing from looking at your life that I really liked so. Four and a half million on Dragon Den investments. I don't know if that's accurate. It might be more. It might be less. It's more now. Yeah. 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 You did a management buyout on a family business, which must have been slightly daunting. Quite... um
0: We've yeah. quite, got quite feisty at times. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. I want to talk about that in a sec- I want to talk about that in
1: a second. And most impressively, in my eye, was you set up a business at 19 that involved a foreign country. How how are you so willing to jump into the fire in that sense from a risk perspective?
0: I think that might, I, I don't know, because I don't actually spend a lot of time thinking about why I am the way I am, but I do get asked it. And I think maybe having seen as my mother, who had a really tough time, work her way out of it. It, it, I'm just not afraid of it. I'm just not afraid of it. For a start, when I set up the business, I didn't know what I couldn't do. Yeah. You know, never. I never thought, oh, I can't do Bit that. Or oh, you're not allowed to, yeah, just, you know, walked into a few Italian companies and said, I'm your girl. You know, yeah. I can bring your goods back to the UK. Didn't even know, it didn't even register the mild alarm on their faces, you know. um. So I think not not stopping yourself. Too many people stop themselves. They reason themselves out of 100%. doing something. So I think I, I don't do that. I never have done that. Um, and as I say, I think an example of a mother who had a really about, you know, as tough a, as it was gonna get, um, working a way out of it. So it just made me feel like, well, if I lost it all, I'd just do it all again, you know? So there isn't a fear. So there. you're always
1: like
2: that from a young age. It
0: didn't, it
1: didn't come. That Not 20. many people are, you know, like we had um, a young entrepreneur called Timo and he said something similar because at 17 he set up a business, sold mm-hmm. it for 125 grand. And he was just like, I just, I was naive to my own lack of yeah. ability. <laughs> yeah. So I just went headfirst yeah. into it and and you figure it out as you go. Yeah. But most people have um, a fear of loss or a fear of, complete life destruction that they think they think the worst is going to happen like the kids yeah they don't know what it is so that they make up a reality that's even worse. And if you actually just go for it,
0: it's never that bad. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I'm, you know, I think I still, I'm I'm still the same. Can we talk about the family buyout? Because I think that's really interesting. (laughs) How'd
1: you buy a business off your parents? Like, did you screw mm,
0: them on the price? No, I didn't, unfortunately. They're quite savvy, my parents. Um, No, we had two different, so we'd always had this thing about um, you look after the business, the business looks after you. Hmm. So it was always business. And family separately. Um, but it is fair to say when you're actually buying a business from your family, it, that <laughs> does, the water. Cross, it does muddy the water a bit. Mm. We had separate advisors. They were mildly startled at times, I think. Um, mm. So, we had separate advisors. They were trying to play pi- they were trying to get the highest price for me and I was obviously trying to pay the lowest price and it was a competitive bid. You know, other people are interested in the business. Um, so so I think we mainly kept it as, you know, we, listen, we're great friends now. We get on really, really well. So we came through it, but there are moments when the, you know, when when a child in you goes, but I'm your daughter, yeah, you me, know, yeah, me yeah. give me a break. <laughs> yeah. um, I think what happens is that in the heat of the moment when it's all going on, it can be very, very feisty. But actually, on reflection, if you're a grown-up and you can be logical about it, you know uh, they weren't involved in the other second part of the business. No. you know they did very, very, they did very, very well. That's a, that's that's a message for my parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll they it. have
0: many, 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 many millions in the bank. <laughs> when I when I bought it from them, slightly more millions than I wanted to pay for it. Yeah. But there we go.
1: <laughs> and at that point that you sold the business, how did that change your life?
0: Oh, I think it was really interesting. So I I suddenly realized I had money because my wealth had been tied up in the business. You know, on paper, yeah. I was worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I was working like crazy. You know, I, I literally, because it was holiday parks, you know, we didn't shut the clubs until one o'clock in the morning. So I was doing crazy, crazy hours. So there was a moment where I suddenly thought, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And I also don't think I realized I loved Westar, I loved the business I loved the people I worked with I didn't realize how much of my life it took up yeah and when it had gone and I'd ha- and I also had cash available to do whatever I wanted to do um, it was quite a it was a real eye-opener to me you know that stuff that I wasn't doing because I was spending all my time at work
1: Did it make you happier the money?
0: I, listen, it's really easy to say money doesn't make you happier. I think not having money, it's much easier to be unhappy yeah. with money. Yeah. Um, so I, I, did it make me happier? I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I've always been a pretty happy individual. It's never really, I, I can't, I don't think of myself as unhappy. Never have done. Um I could do the things that I wanted to do without worrying about it, you know, and I did, and I, not just about worrying about the money, but worrying about work. So if I'd go off for a, a longer holiday, there'd always mm. be, you know, business in the back of my brain. And it was the first time ever that I could just go away Andy. and not think about, you know, think about business. Um, I'm not sure it makes me happy. I tell you what I do think. I think that um, there comes a point which more money doesn't make you more happy. Yeah. Once you get to 75000 a £100,000 a year, I'm not sure that every £100,000 above that gives you an incremental yeah, increase. Yeah, diminishing
1: return on it's it. It's not, yeah. Yeah, so why do you do what you do then? Because you're clearly very busy. You know, you, I love it. You love it.
0: I love it. The thing I realized when I sold Westar... Is that I had been doing my entire life the thing that I love doing. I love business. I love being around creative people. I love being around. I just like being around people, and and that was a real eye opener for me, you know, because it wasn't long before I was looking for businesses to invest in, and not just put my cash in businesses that I could help. Yeah. And I think that's very telling. You know, I have my absolute choice. What do I want to do in life? Oh my goodness, I want to do the thing I've been doing. I like, I don't want to be in a room of people who agree with me. I want to be in a room of people who are testing. You know, it's yeah. just like life's, life comes alive. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, but life comes alive, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. When, you, when you've got lots of different viewpoints yeah. and, and you all have a big discussion and at the end of it, you agree what you're going to do. And then you know all that energy that's being created through all those conversations, it's going to go into making something work. Love that. What's not to love about that?
1: Do you find those personalities through the Dragons Den? Do you find being with those other millionaires? You find those kind of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're very competitive. Um, you got to be on your game, which is great, um, uh, and it's challenging, and that's great. That's fantastic, you know. And we all we all respect each other. We're all not best friends, you know. I like them all. Peter and I have known each other for a very long, I was with him yesterday actually, Peter and I have known each other for a very long time. I've made some really good friends um, and others I like, but we hardly see each other. Acquaintances. Yeah, they're acquaintances, you know, it's like life really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You
2: You say you're competitive. Do you keep track of whose um, investments do better?
0: Oh, well we do, but who tells the truth? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, who tells the truth?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing I found really interesting about your life, whilst doing the research, was your relationship with your partner. I think you're like you're a rare person that's kind of you've done the business success, but you also seem to have nailed the personal life. I don't know. You might disagree with me, but
0: <laughs> well, if, it, if I do, I'm not going to say it because no. that, <laughs> <good. laughs> that would be the end of yeah. that personal relationship.
1: <laughs> For, Forty years have you been together? Yeah. Money in the relationship? How how do you balance that? Do you? if you don't mind me asking, you're clearly the higher earner. How does that work in terms of- Paul doesn't
0: earn um, and I do. And I earn because I love what I'm doing. Hmm. Paul is brilliant around the, I mean, Paul makes all of this better because he looks after our property in Somerset. You know, I don't have to worry about what's going on. In, you know, we've got a vegetable garden. He grows all of the vegetables. We've got animals. He looks after all the animals, uh, so that when I step out of this busy life, and I and I do, and I need to, that I can go. Ah,
1: yeah, that's you nice. You know,
0: and it's a shared. It's a shared partnership. You know, what it's uh, that is that is equally as valuable as what I do.
1: Yeah, because otherwise you'd be going home to. Chocolate sandwiches well, and no support and all what of that. The like, point yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'd,
0: I'd be, I'd be those people. I, I, funnily enough, I was just talking to, I was talking this morning to some business people saying, you know, you've got to get your balance. You've got to remember why you're in business and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, it's to make your life better. So, so if you get those moments where you think I'm just oh this is crazy, I'm working, working, this is mad, and I'm not enjoying anything else then you need to really readjust, you know. And, and I think what is good is that when I, 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 I can do all of this, I can be as busy as I am. I can do all the stuff that I am because when I go back to Somerset, I can go.
2: <sighs> do you find that's quite rare though? I feel like a lot of people, yeah. especially my parents, like they spent, we had great holidays and things, but they spent a lot of time working. Uh, when we were younger. I always remember them working late, working hard. Still work now, don't they? Yeah, they they both still work now. They're both successful. They've got a nice house
1: in there. do they enjoy it? they
2: they must do. My mom's a doctor, so she enjoys it because like she loves, the whole. she loves a job. But my dad does it just for work. Like he's a businessman, so he does like different things. How, when did you realize it's important to be happy and not just, Chase money and just work really hard all the time. Well,
0: I'm lucky because I like the thing that I do in work, so that you know that doesn't it doesn't feel when I'm working, I don't feel oh. Although there are times I, I, I defy anybody, Always. even if they love what they're doing. There's times I do get out of balance sometimes. Luckily, Paul will say you're getting out of balance, you know, and and that is you know that can pull me back a bit. So that is good having somebody outside. We never taught business. We never taught business. Oh, really? Okay. No. Um, Our home is our home. There's a line around it. There's never been a photograph taken, a film made, nothing. That is our home. That is our absolute sanctuary. And we don't talk business. I don't have a computer in the house um, because I know it'd be shouting at me, just check up on that email, you know, so I'm very good at switching off. Um, But can I ask you a question? Sure. How are you going to approach, having seen that in your parents, how are you going to approach life?
2: Well, I just had a, okay, I've got a six month old ah. and I want to do the opposite of my parents. So I work from home. There so I get to see him like every day there and you go. yeah, I love it. I um,
0: think I think your generation is going to be very different because you've seen what happens when you don't spend time with yeah. your children. You just miss that moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Same with you? Yeah, well my son's 10. So now I can see him crossing over into the point where he cares about his friends. mates yeah. more and, it, and it's kind of like, fighting for their attention yeah. a little bit. But yeah, one of the reasons I quit work, my full-time job to do YouTube full-time was so that I could have more time with him and I have been able to because I, I could spin both plates and, and double the money, but yeah. there was no life in that. So yep. I quit the job to, to do this. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it, it is interesting how the generation before shapes the next generation yeah. in the same way with money and and stuff like my mom was very risk averse in terms of investing and I think she probably got that from her, my nan yeah. but now I will be telling my son Invest, you know, get involved, do all these things. Read that. book. Read this book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mike will be reading that get soon. Get your jelly beans out. <laughs> Work
1: out yeah. compound interest. Well, he, he, he asked if you could sign it because then he was like, it'd be worth more money then. So <laughs> oh,
2: cool. Cool. Oh, You're teaching him
0: some stop. stuff, right?
1: Hustler. Hustler.
2: Hustler. He said because
1: he, he saw the signature and he was like, is that real? I was like, oh no, I think it's a print. He's like, oh, I couldn't get a which real. one? There's this. I swear there was a signature in it.
0: Oh, it? there is no, because I always sign the purple yeah, page. You're right, is. that yeah, one yeah, there. Yeah.
1: So I was like, is that real? Yeah, I was like, no. And he was like, get a real one. it will be worth more money.
0: <laughs> no, we're not selling it.
1: Not. Yeah, he also liked the ice cream.
2: The oh. exa- twenty was it twenty? Twenty thousand pound ice cream oh, that's with crazy. gold, gold in it, and yeah. a platinum really? spoon.
0: Really, really, that's a little bit. You know? it's
2: insane it i mean
0: insane.
2: you said you would buy if you had a couple mil a couple bill a couple very of i wouldn't have
1: a couple million for very long very nice. <laughs> no i mean that, that timo again said basically he's got friends who are worth hundreds of millions and it comes down to a decision of i want the best thing right now and there's a burger for ten i i'll buy it because that doesn't register to me in terms of my bank balance and it's guaranteed to be good quality that's how he framed
2: it <laughs> Do you, uh, do you uh, have any outlandish? What's the most outrageous thing? Yeah. You've,
0: no, you've... I tell you what I do do. I spend way too much money on our house, so it's a it's a um, historically important property that is completely run down was completely run down and we have completely overcapitalized. So I would be advising anybody else, do not do what you did. So if to you were to say you might not get the money back. No, I won't get the money back. No. Absolutely won't get but the money back. You enjoy it every home. day. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know it's not and an investment again,
0: for me, that's what money is for. I don't have to get a return on everything. You know, it's surely it's about doing the things I want to and that's what I wanted to do. So I'm not no, I'm I'm not, and I am really not that person who thinks that the more you pay for it, the better it is. No, because it cause it it really isn't. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, no I really not. I, I got a YouTube comment the other day that actually said they used to be your neighbour. Oh, uh, is that? I, I don't. I, I I mean, it was you know, silly name yeah. at something. But they okay. basically said, oh, I, I I used to live next door to Deborah. We'd only ever talk over the fence while gardening, and then one day she popped up on on Dragon's Den they might be lying because people tend to I <laughs>
0: can't remember Garden Fence chat to be no, honest no no it might be a long time like ago now
1: no, they dead
0: really.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm The amount really. of people that lie is so hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of lying, do you get it a lot in the dragon's den as well?
0: I don't. Listen, I'm not sure it's lies. Um, Incompetence. I, is it? I, I think sometimes um, they don't know what's, what is important to tell us. So you will come out, look at due diligence and think, why didn't you tell me that? And they won't necessarily have known the implication of that. Um, because they're not, some, some of them are sophisticated business people, others really aren't. So, um, but a couple of times I, I, I have felt misled. Mm. Uh, and with, I, I consider if you knowingly withhold important information, I think that's a lie. Yeah. You know, so, so there's been a couple of those. But generally, I think it's probably just a mistake. They just don't understand the importance of something. Often it's over things like loans. They don't think of a director's loan as a loan. Yeah you know they think that's well we mean bank loans or something and I come out and there's a quarter million pound director's loan I'm like guys you know that's a loan yeah So I saw so. the
1: one where the guy didn't understand that if, if you double if you get 50% of the business for 600 grand yeah. then the hobby's is <laughs> 1.2 and then he called and then he shortened your name and a Debs yeah, yeah, that's right. got Debs, the full yeah that's, that was, that yeah. was so yeah. good. Well, that, was,
0: that wasn't me that was Peter yeah, I didn't even yeah, hear yeah, him yeah. Peter he just called you Debs yeah so. I, <laughs> did he and I was like oh shit <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I think when I was coming over I was talking to the taxi driver, I've been name dropping you all day. I'm not oh. gonna lie. And, and the taxi driver, you know, she, she's a boss, but she's very nice. Oh, and I think that's the, oh, the reputation okay, you have. And, like and that, that clip was I'll just like that.
2: that. Do you tell me, so you know, the cash they have out on the table, is it real? Or is it just- Do so you get asked this a lot? Is it just a layer of real notes? I'm sure you get asked it all the time.
0: So it's been real once.
2: And Someone stole it.
0: No, they thought it was lovely. We were doing a um a trail for the show and they bought a load of cash in because it was it was um it was it was around about loads of money time and we, and we sort of walked towards the camera throwing a load of cash that had to be real cash ah. and it turned up with a uh with a bodyguard. I was gonna the, say that and, and I'm like which one of us do you think they think is gonna steal that money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um yeah. Oh, I know. well, it was. It was once. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a hard no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as it was once, that's all that I matters. I mean, it's a lot
1: of cash and the logistics, like you say. I
2: say so you'd have like, like armed guards every episode yeah, if you yeah, did. Yeah.
0: Maybe
1: yeah. the top note is real, yeah. and then the rest yeah. is just yeah. stacks of fake money. Maybe. I, I used maybe. Pra- who I, knows? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> can you guess what the biggest learning has been from doing this podcast or even my YouTube channel? It's that the most important investment you can make is in you. So for me, my path to real wealth isn't through investing, it's by building this business. And that's why I'm happy that we're working with Hostinger. Hostinger help entrepreneurs, freelancers and side hustlers with their websites. My favourite thing is their AI website builder, which helps anyone create a professional website with zero coding experience. You just describe your goal in a couple of sentences and the AI creates a beautiful looking website, just like magic. You can then customize it, use the AI Assistant to generate SEO friendly text, and even use their AI logo maker. It's fast, user friendly, and of course, what I like the best is it's great value for money. You can get website hosting in a free domain from £2.99 a month. So if you want a website, then check out Hostinger, and if you use the code MAKING MONEY, that's making money all one word, you'll get 10% off. And I've left a link in the description for you. Before I became a creator, I was a sales guy. I mean, I love selling. It's how I rebuilt my life after some wrong turns in my twenties. I also delivered Chinese takeaways on the side, but that was more fun money so I could go out on a night without feeling guilty. Sales was where the real money was at. And one tool that I found really useful was LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's a sales intelligence platform that helps you identify and then get into conversations with high value customers so you can drive more revenue. You can use it to look for key signals like recent job changes so you can find buyers who are most likely to convert. And because they've got a billion people on the platform, I mean the chances are your targets are going to be on LinkedIn. Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data so you can get into conversations with the people that matter. So if you want to give Sales Navigator a try, you can get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash upsell. That's LinkedIn. Dot com slash upsell for a sixty day free trial. What I would like to know really is if someone listening to this, what makes a good business idea in your in your mind?
0: Well, um, it, there's got to be a need for it. Yeah, you know. So I think somebody who identifies a problem that is a big enough problem. You know, a lot of people come up with a problem that probably you're gonna get once in a thousand years. That's not a business, you know, so there are enough people experiencing that problem, understanding that market. Can you solve that problem um, in a way that you can sell it, whether it's a service or whether it's goods at a price that people will pay? Because again, if you come up with a solution of a problem, but it's so expensive, nobody's going to buy it. That's not a business. So you know, unless
1: it's a twenty grand ice cream,
0: unless it's (laughs) and and you're stupid enough to spend twenty thousand pounds on ice cream, cream. can't believe you're even contemplating. I just
2: wanted the the platinum and gold spoon.
0: Yeah, but it might be horrible. You might not. Why don't you just go and get yourself a a platinum and gold gold spoon spoon made?
2: Yeah. Well, Mm. you can add it all to the rest of his gold. I I like. I'm collect. I'm a collector of gold. (laughs) Yes, uh, I I, I like a little uh, bit of
0: gold. Little glinty gold. Yes. That's quite well, put it in a necklace. It? Yes, it is dragony.
1: dragony yes, yeah. that dragony is
0: gold.
2: gold.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, so do any businesses stick to your mind in the den that you've maybe invested in or went through that you were like, yes, that is it. Like that, that ticks all the boxes. So
0: I was, yeah, yeah, several actually, but there's um, a business I was with this morning, funnily enough, called Fussy that um, uh, set about, I mean, there was one line, somebody asked me today, when did you know you're going to invest? They were good guys, two really good guys. Um, It was it's a refillable deodorant product and they said the immortal, um, we're on a mission to get single use plastic out of the bathroom and at that point it was just like, right, bingo. You've got, you now need to lose me.
1: From a a money perspective, does being on the show cost you money then in a sense of the investment? Obviously you make money on the investments, but it's quite a weird dynamic, isn't it? To get you on to a show that you essentially p- take a lot of risks to be on?
0: Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because people go, well, well, whenever a business is successful, they go, well, the BBC, BBC should have that money. But of course, when a, I'm like, yeah, say? yeah, Who yeah, but, yeah, yeah but, but, but on the other, yeah, on the Who other hand, that? I'm like, yeah, you don't want the losses, though, do <laughs> you? You want not like right. it. We, I can I can see that headline when when a business fails. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've gotten the question.
1: Well, it's just a lot of risk that you take from yeah. an outside perspective. So yeah. is that understood from the start? You're going to get yeah. an opportunity to invest in businesses, yeah.
0: and they are high risk. You know, they're they're higher. You know, they they are at the risky end. That's what they are. But I think we're all there. You know, we all we're not there to earn our money out of those investments. I know that sounds silly, no. but we don't need to do it. Yeah. You know, it's not, it. you know, it's not going to check, it's really not going to change our lives a lot. It's going to change the investee's life yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So you to be a dragon, you've got to want to put the time in. You mm-hmm. know, you've got okay. to want to make a difference to businesses. It's not just about, I'm going to put my money and I want a load of money back. I've got a fantastic guy. Um, Called, well, Martin and his wife came in, and uh, with a product called Marksman, and he said, "I've got a I don't really, I don't ask me any numbers because I haven't got a clue. But I've got this little thing here, and I think it's a little marking tool. And you know, I think it should. I think everybody in the world should sell it, obviously. Um, and we're now we've just signed a massive licensing deal in the US with a company. And you know, and I get it isn't about. It is, of course, it's about the money because that's the measure of success. But I just look at Martin now. I think you're lucky."
1: Yeah, you've changed you know, his life. Change, yeah. your
0: life's changed. You get to see your product out there, walk into all the DIY stores yeah. and there it is, there's a marksman, yeah. you know, that's a lovely man. I think it,
1: the good thing is it gives people who are not in your world a chance just to yes. get some experience from people who know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like VC and angel investing in that, you could have the best product in the world, but if you don't know how to get in front of those people, it doesn't matter, it's, like it's going nowhere. Absolutely where's Whereas right. the show gives that. The one thing is, do you think that you invest in both your personal life and on the show, does the show mean that you get a much better deal in terms of equity slice?
0: I look for a better deal because yeah. I do think I bring more. Yeah. You know, I'm not just putting my money well, in. Well, you
1: can pick up a phone and people will answer. Right? Yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: right. So, so I will be honest. Yes, I do expect a better, a better deal because people have got to think I've got a finite amount of time so so i've got to get a return for that time you know mm. i've got to i've got to think i this is well spent now the return isn't always just cash sometimes it is just that that lovely moment of thinking i've changed their lives you know and that's a i'm not i'm not saying that's because i'm such a lovely i'm just that's that's a reward that's a lovely yeah. Yeah, brilliant moment um, but i also don't i want to i don't want to be in business with grit under my eyes and grit under my partner's eyes okay. i want to i want us to think we're probably we're probably both a, bit, a little bit away from where we wanted to be, mm. but equally, not just because all that will happen, you'll go out of the den and the deal will fall over. That you know, if you sense. push somebody too far, then the, then they'll come out in, out of the heat of the moment and think, do you know what? That's too much. I don't want that. I want to do a fair deal in the den. And then you lose
1: the chance to yeah, be involved. Yeah. I remember reading, um, you said you got the call from the Dragon's Den people and you thought, do I want to do this? Because it might just change my life. Mm. It has changed your yeah. life. I can imagine that if you walk down the street, people will will stop you. They stopped me. So they're definitely going to stop you. <laughs> Do you regret the decision at all?
0: No, not at all. No, I, I've loved every minute of it. And when I think about how hard I had to work to get some of the connections that I can make so easily yeah, now, that's you know, crazy. Um, it, it's amazing. And you know, it, it's business, and I love, I, I love business. I love, I can't describe it. It feels like home. You know, I don't think there's another show that I could have done. I, I, well, there isn't. You know, I sit in that chair, and it's, it's home.
1: Did you ever get any impo- imposter syndrome, if you know what I mean by that? Were you ever um, there, like, what the hell is going on? No, You're not bothered. No. I love no. that. I love that you've always been happy. <laughs> no, I'm, sorry. no, 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 no,
2: you're, you're fine. kind. So I don't, I I don't you, see you I'd getting like bothered. To
1: say yeah. yes, but no. I'm sitting around a kitchen table with you thinking, what is going on? Jermaine <laughs> 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 doesn't know what's going
0: on either. I do get those. I get those moments sometimes. And it's usually when I'm in the world of media. Yeah. You know, I'll be at the BAFTAs and think, I used to be a bingo caller. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, so I do I do get those. But it, but not in my world, I don't. No, you know, I don't. When that I'm I get doing that. what I do. Not yeah. in my
1: world, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you. How do you see the social media business space? I mean, your, your Twitter's brilliant. You, <laughs> is it? It, it is.
0: No, it is. You've been, been punchy at times. The, 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 the no
1: BS, the no, no BS no business bullshit. person. Opposite, That's, you're right. yeah. And <laughs> you, I saw someone the other day saying, um, "Why is it that Deborah Meaden says the things that all business people should say? You know, you 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 call out things that you see that it feels like others won't."
0: I don't have shareholders. Mm. I don't have to worry about my. You know, I don't, yeah. I, 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 don't, I and, and anyway, I just find it hard not to. Fundamentally, I just I just find it hard not to. But you see
1: Gary Lineker, yeah. and he spoke out yeah. about yeah. certain things and he got into a, a bit of a- Yeah, but flatter. they undid Do that, you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They well, did. They, they, they quickly realized, <laughs> yeah, oh God. Yeah, they
0: did. But you did, yeah.
1: you're, you're in a similar position in a way. And I'm not saying, I think, you know, what you say is spot on. And I think most people agree, you, you voice what the public's saying. It's nice to hear someone that's at the top say those things, but- Do you get pressure from? None at all.
0: I've never been asked to tone it down. It's interesting considering
1: that he he got that. Mm. You know, oh, he has
0: a lot more followers than me, baby. I don't know. I don't know. But I, and also, don't forget, I don't work for the BBC. I do some work on the BBC. Yeah,
1: whereas well, so he's a payroll employee. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, it's a that very different sense. thing. You know, yeah. I've got a
0: whole life outside of the BBC. So, uh, and I certainly couldn't survive on the fee that they pay us. <laughs> uh, well, it's costing you money to be <laughs> it's honest. That's all the <laughs> money we're investing, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so how do, much- do you, Sorry, do you feel like you have to, you can't say what you want to say all the time?
0: Uh, I think as
1: you get bigger, you have a duty to be more balanced. Yeah. And that, that's- uh, I, I'm, I recognize that I don't know everything and that my view on the world is shaped by my own experience yeah. and that someone could be coming at it from a different angle. And if I'd lived their life, I would think the way they did. So I try to be balanced. I try to not be... I, I, politics and money hit head on a lot of the time. Yeah. And you have to comment on it. For example, I can't ignore the economic impact of Brexit. I yeah. can't say that that has been good for the economy because the it proof hasn't. Ha- it hasn't. It yeah. hasn't. It might be in the yeah. future, but right now it hasn't. Yeah. But you say that, and you instantly get called. Yeah. You know, you, there's 50 percent of the country that don't like you saying that. Essentially, well,
0: technically only 64. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, not, no, not yeah. Yeah, what 60. Well, and, it, do and yeah. it's going
1: like this. Yeah. But you know, so you have to you have to dip in there, but you can also end up just caveating away your own message and yeah. seem like you're too on the fence. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a. Oh, I think people like away.
2: genuine like people who.
1: You've got to have an opinion. You've got got to take a side. But at the same time, it's also about recognizing that I don't know everything. I'm not as experienced as a lot of people out there.
0: Well, and to be fair, I don't. And actually, I I like conversation on Twitter. I don't mind people coming back and saying, but what about? And I completely understand people had their own reasons for voting Brexit. And I Mm. could so easily have also been sitting here thinking I'm wrong. You know, that was good.
1: They could have been better managed. It could have yeah. come out well.
0: But unfortunately, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: No, and I mean, unfortunately, because, you know, it's not helpful.
1: We've got some questions from the audience. Ooh. We filtered them out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the sensible ones. Um, if we could just rattle them off, that'd be great. So people came in about ESG or ethical investing. Um, you mean, what do you think about it? First of all, I think you're quite passionate, aren't you?
0: Very passionate. Um, in fact, this morning I was talking to a big health organisation about um, help, uh, supporting eco startups. Uh, I am. Listen, we ha- we have to be. Everybody has got to take this seriously. Yeah. You know, we we are. We've been battering the world for hundreds of years. <laughs> And it keeps standing up and going. Oh, all right, I'll try, I'll still feed you. I'll still give you clean water. And it's getting to the point where it's losing its battle against us. And we just need to, we need to help nature. You know, keep us alive. It's our, it's our support system. If you don't care about nature, you know, if you just care, care about yourself, then just start looking after the planet. Cause we can't survive without it.
2: How do you feel about some? This is obviously a minority. Hopefully, some businesses they just pretend that they're doing green all this. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what washing, it's called, cool, but yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I used to work when I was working in the city. There were so many companies just pretending carbon credits, a, carbon emissions, and it was all just like it was virtue signaling and pretending that they were doing something. Really, they just wanted more money and more more clients. Do you do you find that happens often, or it's nowadays it's less? Frequent? I think
0: it did happen a lot. Yeah. Um, sometimes intentional and sometimes not intentional. You know, they'll think, oh, we've got LED lights and and uh we're recycling our plastic so we're we're operating in a sustainable way yeah. you know uh, which isn't really so i think it happened it still does happen a bit it used to happen a lot um, but I actually think that the, the new ESG regulations and the new regulations that the EU have brought in—if you want to trade with the EU, you've got to comply with their regs—is um, really pushing for a lot more transparency. So, uh, and that's coming from the finance houses. So, you know, investment um, mm-hmm. is now pretty well regulated. What does sustainable mean? To use the word sustainable, you know, you've got to comply with ABCD. And once it starts at the investment level, that pushes down through. Now, its corporates have to comply. You know, and in a minute it'll be SMEs. You know, so trickles, so I think it's down. definitely getting it's definitely getting better. Um, but I always say to the consumer, if somebody says they're sustainable, ask why. Or if if it's too hidden in their website, don't trust it. I should be able to do a couple of clicks and find what they mean by sustainable. If I have to look too hard, they don't mean it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I sat down with Vanguard and and had a conversation with them about ESG and, and put the, the idea of greenwashing to them and said you know, you're just charging more for people that want to do good things. And they basically said, the pressure comes from the client. They want ethical funds, whatever that means, you know, because everyone has different ethics. Yeah. But then we go to the businesses and say, if you want to be in this fund, you need to do this, this and this. And that's obviously good for your share prices. If, yeah. if 100 billion in assets is getting poured into these companies.
0: Absolutely. So
1: it does, like you say, trickle down from Big the top. Difference.
0: Yeah. And if and, and if the pension funds, you know, so, so people like Aviva, I mean, Aviva, they're insurance companies. They're worried about climate because at some point we could all become uninsurable. They will have no business. Yeah. Um, so they 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 use their investments to move so they don't haven't stopped investing in fossil fuel companies. They've said you've got to give us a plan to get out of fossil fuels. You know, show us a viable plan, and as long as you stick with the plan, we'll fund you. The minute you stop, we defund you. Right. So so it's help. It's not just because you can't just turn it off. If you just turned off fossil fuels. Everybody would be furious. Yeah, you know there'll be no flights. Mm. Yeah. Nobody will be going on holiday. <laughs> you know, just stuff wouldn't work. So, so you can't do that. You've got to have a. You've got to have a proper plan. So you've got to cut companies a bit of slack as long as they're moving forward. In my view,
1: do you really favour businesses that have this ESG? Or you said the single-use plastic thing. Yeah. You know, are you all over <laughs> that then? So if know. someone's coming into the den, if they can have that angle to it, they, they might well, be a bit better. So,
0: so it is quite funny. So everybody comes into the den now, you know, t- talks about the business and they look at me and they go, and it's sustainable. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like patting you on the head, there you go. Exactly, and I'm like, why, you know? And, and then I sort out the ones that have just got a couple of LED lights and recycle their plastic versus the ones who are fundamentally sustainable. But. Has, has anyone
2: come on Dragon's Den with an idea to replace water bottles? Because like every time I buy a water bottle and I try it's and reuse tap, it- It's called tap,
0: mate. St- it, when, if you're <laughs> on is, the go- Is bottled water not the biggest con that's ever yeah, in Oh yeah, look, I drink, tap, I drink tap water. Oh. Yeah, I drink tap water. completely free coming out of the American Yeah, but if you're going top. to
2: like, I play basketball and I guess like an Evian bottle, I fill it up with the water from the tap and I go, but- Still, you got the plastic bottle.
1: Sometimes you just can't help, but like, you, and they should have free sources of water, maybe. Because I think you, they should. You know, yeah. you're, you're stuck at a petrol station. You need a drink. You've got to get the plastic bottle.
2: Exactly.
0: The thing about plastic, plastic actually a fantastic material. It's not plastic per se. It's the way we use it. Use. It's the single use. Mm. It's the, the way we discard it. You know, actually, it's going to be part of the solution because plastic, carrying around plastic water bottles in terms of the environment, other than the plastic, is much better. There's far less carbon involved than glass bottles or or mining of aluminium. You know, glass isn't always the answer. That's But the trouble with plastic, it's in the environment forever. Or, you know, every bit of plastic that's ever made is still sitting in the environment. So so to me, it's more about how we use plastic, recycle plastic, you know, and and, and certainly don't use single-use plastic.
1: One thing that kind of infuriates me is just how much plastic everything's wrapped in in a supermarket. You know, I mean, I'm not asking you to fix the world here, (laughs) but why is that the case? Why don't they change it?
0: Well, because... um, Uh, in some cases it prolongs the life of the fruit or the vegetable. And you've got to think about the carbon footprint in produce and the water used in producing the goods. So if they actually end up turning up rotten, you know, that's bad news too. This is what I'm talking about. Plastic can be a good thing, you know. Um, Listen, I'm not advocating plastic. My husband is fantastic. He's, he's banned from Sainsbury's in Taunton because he stood at the till unwrapped all of his good plastic stuff. What a legend. I know. <laughs> you can imagine there's a queue behind him going, tutting away and he's like, I didn't ask for the plastic, I just want the apples. You know, so uh, yeah, amazing. he is a legend. So I definitely don't advocate plastic. All I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we're a bit, aren't we? We do this thing of plastic bad. Like, no, not all plastic bad, yeah. you know, some plastic actually good.
1: Didn't, the next question from the audience, if you had 50K, what would you do with it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've got 50K, so. Yeah. If,
0: if one day, if one day. I wildest dreams, what am I gonna do with 50,000 pounds? Oh, what would I do with 50K? If you had
1: 50K, what would you do? I think if you only had 50K. If
0: I only had yeah. 50K. I thought it
2: was more like if you got a lump sum of 50K. Yeah, but Like I mean, a tax rebate. But it's
0: a very different proposition. I love position. that you're debating what my 50K is. Yeah. Yeah. Is it well, are we're gonna we? We're gonna get to we're, we? <laughs> yeah. we're the
2: ones providing it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
1: No, I, think it, I think we've got to put a bit of stakes because from an audience perspective, it'll be it'll be a very important 50K, one of the only 50Ks. Okay. So
0: if I got a surprising 50K, yeah. what would I do with it? Um, I would probably uh, spend a bit because it would make me feel good, whether it would be take a bit of a holiday and then the rest I'd probably split into four different investments. Nice. So I would spread my investment um, because I probably, if I've only just got my fifty k, I'm probably not a sophisticated investor. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would probably spread it across investments. And when you
1: say investments, are you not everyone's got access to the new Tangletees or whatever it is? So do you mean like actual companies or stocks and ca- ca- shares or com-
0: stock? Well, probably sto- some stocks and shares. Mm. Um, uh, probably a pension. You yep. know, people don't think about their pensions mm. um, soon enough. Uh, you might find you might want to do a bit on crowdfunding or something. You might find something you really care about and you love a product and you can make some quite small investments and make some, you know, you can lose your money, but Mm. you can make some decent returns on that as well. Um, yeah, so. very similar
1: to being a dragon on say like a crowd cube, which yeah. is a you know early round investment you've got to wait until the iPO or you have sell. it's got to
0: be money you so this is a lump sum of fifty thousand I wasn't expecting yeah so which is which is which means that I can put it somewhere you can have a little play with it and it can stay there yeah. until it you know until it actually um returns me some cash or if I lost it it wouldn't break my you know wouldn't and break what, my home.
1: if someone's trying to assess. A business in the way that you would in a dragon send in a snapshot. What would you say the key numbers are that they should probably oh, have in a Oh, it's really
0: ask? simple. <laughs> so, turnover's good. Yeah. Gross profit's good, and net profit.
1: Mm. And you want you want year over year to see if there's growth in that. I'd imagine. So yeah. you'd like to know last year's, this year's, the year before, or something. Yeah, and
0: sometimes, um, depending on the industry, I would know, for example, that if it's a tech industry, um, then probably. What I would be looking for is good growth in turnover, probably flatline in profit, possibly losing money for quite a period of time, because that's the industry it's in. Another industry, I would say, well, actually, I would be expecting profits from you too. You know, so you've got to have a level of understanding of an industry. That's what I was saying about if you're going to invest in something, try and make it in something that you fundamentally understand, you know. Not but, just investment in investment terms, but you know, how, the, how it works when people buy things. Is it a Christmas gift, you yeah. know, type thing. Well,
1: you see that on The Den, don't you? You, you, you all say, I've got experience in this field mm-hmm. because of this. So you've got a comparable that you can compare yeah. the numbers. You know, it should operate at this kind of margin. Yeah. And, and if it's not, there's something wrong here. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, sorry, it was Nellie Sultan who asked the last question. And then Ollie Turby said, what motivates you? And has that changed throughout your career?
0: So in the early days, um, it was definitely, it was money because I didn't have money. So obviously it was money. Um, I, I, I like my version of success. You know, everybody should know what their version of success is and it really shouldn't be cash. Uh, it, partially cash is fine, but if somebody just says, cause I'm, I'm a multimillionaire, then, I, then I, I feel quite sad for them really, you know, because success to me is, is creating the life that you want. You know, Money helps you do that. Uh, but it is only the tool for doing that so so you know whatever whatever my version of success is achieving that version of success that's what motivates me and that can be that's not just that's not getting to an end game and looking back and thinking i was a success you know every business i get involved in will have successful landmarks you know in each one of those is a yeehee <laughs> moment you know um so find those moments of success and and give yourself a moment to literally go, yeah, that was good. We did that, you know. And I feel absolutely entitled to say when I've done a good job, I feel quite happy to say, do you know what, I was blinking good then, because I will also say I was rubbish, and nobody can tell me any different. I love that because I know whether I'm good and I know whether I'm bad, and you can't, you you won't influence that. You know, I'm not silly.
1: I really struggle to kind of celebrate my wins. You'd like, you know, you rationalise them away as luck or something no. like this, whereas you're- I love your attitude. It's so good.
0: No, just do it. Just do what I do. Just say, yeah, that was bloody good. Yeah. But I do feel, you know, also, otherwise you can get a bit Big Peter full of yourself. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just trying to lay him in there. Stop I'm digging out out Peter Jones. Full of yourself. You've got to know when you got yeah. it wrong, you know. Yeah. And you got it, you got it, you got it. But don't carry it around with you. Just, I don't
2: like that. So yeah. do you have a moment and then say? Because I mean, I'm great at celebrate. I celebrate everything. Like, I'm like, oh, I found a pound. I'm like, oh, I Yay. did this. Oh, that I got a like on Instagram. You know, I celebrate everything. Good. I will go that's to good. the pub. Let's get some champagne. Out the way, we got a new follower on Instagram. But like, when when you do something badly, how do you? like without letting carrying it around with you that's what i do i, I kind of brush everything bad under the carpet um uh, and then anything good i celebrate but i don't carry it with me i'm just like i normally ignore but i'm optimistic no, so i ignore, ignore bad things his good box he's full is full of parking tickets oh yeah uh, I'm, getting oh no. I'm getting better i'm getting better <laughs> i've got one congestion charge i need to pay actually just uh, my me but yeah uh, uh, i'm getting better with the parking tickets congestion charge is still stinging you me.
0: do need to face up with the bad stuff you yeah do know that, and i you. sometimes it's i get
2: i get letters in the mail and i don't open it for like a week and my partner is like open your mail I'm like, I will. It's just, I, I, let me do this first. Let me do this, first. and then one what day I'm like,
0: What do you going to happen when you open the? They mail? might give me
2: a bad news or like a fine or a bill or I don't know. And half yeah, the but, time it's like, but
0: What do you think is going to happen when you don't open it?
2: And I have to worry about it at that point in time. I worry no, about it. It's when? tomorrow's problem. Manana, when? manana,
0: manana. Yeah. manana. <laughs> no, <laughs> I tell you what I kick, do. Kick it down the road. I, something bad. um I've done something wrong. I've got it bad. I just think about it. What was it? What What went wrong there? I thought that was going. to I didn't do, intend to get it wrong. I didn't intend to be bad at something. So what did I do? The it was wrong. Then I then then it just goes in the in my toolbox. It just don't do that again. <laughs> you know, that didn't work. Don't do that again. You know, and then move on.
2: I even do that with text messages. If someone texts me something bad, I I don't open the message for like a day or two and I'm like, okay, let me think about what I'm gonna reply. And I just don't reply then after two days I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it now. Then I just reply and I'm like unfortunately, blah, blah, blah. So like, I kind of like to put off bad things. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I deal with them eventually. I just don't but like It's to-
0: interesting because I always, I always in business, you've always got things you don't want to do. You've got calls you don't want to make. Right. You've got people you've got to let go of sometimes you don't want oh. to do. The minute I felt that, I had to do it then. Straight away. Straight away. Because the more you think about it, I think the bigger and the, the bigger worse it gets. A 100%. You know, 100%. Just, just deal with it. So if, yeah, so I think that's probably, you know, that's what I do. I literally think, what what have I got right? Yeah, okay, I'm not doing that again. Don't like that.
1: This has gone from a chat about money to a therapy
0: session. I, I need it. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it.
2: I've got a lot of therapy that I need. Yeah, you've
1: sorted my kids out. You've sorted me
2: out. Amazing. Saving the planet with plastic, everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Job done. Yeah.
1: If you want a summary of this episode with all the links we mentioned, sign up to our newsletter
2: using the link in the episode description. And do keep writing in. We love hearing from you. So send us a question or tell us what you want us to cover in this season at at kindling.media.
1: If you've just started listening to Making Money, we want to take you on a journey to grow your wealth. So we suggest starting at the beginning with our very first episode with the Financial Times consumer editor, Claire Barrett. I'm Damian Jordan.
2: I'm Tamina Crowley. This
1: episode was recorded by Jack Hobbs and edited and produced by Ruth Edwards. Music is by Felix Taylor. Our marketing director is Johnny Hunter. And it was all brought together by Will Stollerman. Quick question from me and the Making Money team. Would you like us to come into your workplace to teach you and your colleagues more about personal finance? It's an absolute joke that we're not taught what to do with money, and this knowledge gap makes most people much poorer over their lifetimes. Take your work-based pension. Most people have no idea what the fund they're invested in does, and plenty of people just opt out altogether. We can cover whatever is most important, from the basics to complex financial retirement planning supported by qualified financial advisors who are not there to sell you anything. We take different approaches for different people in a company depending on stuff like their age or their income. If you think people you work with could benefit from financial education, then please email will at getmost.co.uk. It doesn't matter what your role is in the business, we want to hear from you. So email will at getmost.co.uk. And I've left a link in the description for you.
0: Here at Mindset
1: Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do.
2: Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite
0: podcast app.